I also made the case for winning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits. This is the Solo Brip edition. We're back. We're back. We're fucking back. We missed two weeks. Don't like to miss any weeks, but... Hopefully you guys have been enjoying those conversations. Uh, the one with Tyler was an amazing conversation. My most recent one with Sam Mofet of Shirttail Creek uh, was really amazing to be able to separate yourself from the digital marketing or anything digital in this life and then go chase that life that most sovereign individuals are chasing for. And that is getting out of the city, far out the city and being able to be self-sustainable with your own farm and your own food uh, and actually being able to feed a community, which is the next level of that. Great conversation with, with Sam and Tyler. Got some really good conversations coming up. So stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. But of course, of course, we're not here for the guest and these weekend solo rips. We are here for the shits. We are here for the topics, we are here to be able to get some ammunition so that we can go out into this world and be able to do the things and say the things that we want to say, or at least be educated enough to engulf yourself in the conversation. <laughs> so thanks for coming back. Another solo rip. I want to thank all the Lightning uh, Valley for Value streamers starting to see um, uh, different apps other than Fountain Stream to the show. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the listeners. But as always, Appreciate the value from the repeated listeners, the first time listeners. Welcome to the show. The last time listeners, the every week listeners, you guys are what keeps this show ongoing. You guys are the ones that keep it ad free, censorship resistance and all that fun stuff that we love to talk about. So without going into every specific person, you know who you are. I appreciate you for the value that you provide the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend so they can realize that we got to keep this signal going. So much to talk about since we haven't talked in weeks. Few of these things could be outdated, but there's nothing really outdated in Bitcoin. Or let me just say the opposite of that. Things get outdated extremely fast. I'm talking about immediately in certain situations, uh, the way things are moving. Even I, who work in the Bitcoin capital, in the Bitcoin mecca, um, am having a hard time keeping up with all the new stuff that's just happening. You kind of have to just like anchor in on something that you're excited about and kind of just go in on that. You could be a generalist. Uh, but there's so many different things going on in Bitcoin and so many different places of the world going on with Bitcoin that uh, whoever's not bullish right now is uh, basically COVID babies. <laughs> They're hiding under a rock or they just haven't found that right piece of information. Hopefully talking a bits is that information to get you to understand that there is a lot of crazy shit that we can focus on in the world. And it does seem like the world is one big speculative attack on us, especially you know, uh, U.S. citizens. As I was saying that, I'm thinking shit is worse all over the world. I'm going to say that. Right? It's a but, but it's kind of weird how, you know, you know, there's a liquor store in every corner. There's a, a you know, a bank in every corner. You can get drugs in every corner. You, It's like there's fast food in every corner. It's like designed for you to not be able to have self-control and destroy yourself. So we can focus on all that stuff. But there's other amazing stuff that's happening that hopefully will cure the world. 
You know, the incentive of selling people shitty food is high profits. It's fiat related. The incentive of having people out of shape is high profits for hospitals. It's, it's fiat incentive. Uh, the incentives for anything, you know, the, the liquor stores is that, is having people not be their very best selves. Anybody who's sovereign understands that, that if you are the weakest version of yourself, guess what, buddy? You're going to get stomped on. You're going to get stepped on. Uh, but the optimistic part of that is, is, it seems sooner rather than later, gradually rather than suddenly, as we all like to say here in the space. Um, we're getting to an environment with Bitcoin and specifically with Lightning where we're going to go over where like, we're going to be able to address a lot of these problems head on. Unless something crazy happens, like this crazy violence or there's a reject of the older system to the newer system, which a lot of people argue is, there's not going to be a smooth transition. You know, A lot of people argue that. But how hard is that resistance going to be to the new transition? I don't know. So pending anything, war or anything like that, if we just have a somewhat normal transition going forward, I think Bitcoiners and Bitcoin are poised and are in position to be able to change the world as we've say, scream, shout, put on signs, fix the world, fix the money. So Africa being the first continent was, um, you know, I think this was a Jack Dorsey tweet. He basically brought up that Africa will be the first continent that Tom boarded. And if that's true, Fam, have y'all ever seen the um uh the the gene uh, the the gene <laughs> the gif or the meme uh of every other continent being able to fit inside of Africa pretty comfortably? I don't know if y'all have seen that. I don't I don't, don't fact check me. Go ahead and fact check me. Send me a boost. But that is massive. And although, as I highlighted a, a few minutes ago, here in the U.S., we seem to be smelling tyranny. And we seem to like know what's to come and we're trying to avoid and, you know, we're being very careful and all that. Over there, there is tyranny. <laughs> Over there, there is regimes. Over there, there is debasement of money. Nigeria, uh, this was also about a week ago. Nigeria, like basically just said, now nah, we got new money overnight. And we've seen this historically. Bitcoin fixes that. Uh, and Africa being the first continent is very bullish. We know what Dorsey's doing over there. We know what, um, you know, uh, Jay-Z, Sean Carter's doing over there. We know what a lot of different people are doing over there. But we're blinded to that information here for the most part. I mean, there's some info that comes back to us, such as these, you know, you know, like these tweets and these things that come back that's working on Africa. I'm blanking on a few of the developers that are out there working on some of the better products out, out there. Um, my excuse for forgetting your names. But basically... We're going to get to see here in real time, here in, in, in the West, here in the U.S., if our theory of Bitcoin fixing the world is actually true, because we're pretty lucky here in the United States. I mean, there's a lot of bad shit going on, um, and there's a lot of things, like I said, speculative attackish about the way that we are governed, but it is much better here to be able to you know, wake up, open up one of your apps, and be able to buy Bitcoin from there. So just keep that in mind that yeah, it's not Africa here. So we will have the benefit of seeing gradually then suddenly mass adoption because of the size of Africa. But we also get, and that's the currency side of things, but we also get to test the other side of it, this thing, which is, um, is it going to fix the major problems of the world? Is it going to fix tyrannical government? Or is it only going to improve that? What is it, what is it going to do? We're going to be able to see that in real time. So I'm very bullish for this happening in a continent like Africa because the sheer population over there and the sheer size and the problems that it can solve there are the proven grounds for what we theorize Bitcoin is going to be able to do. Right? And, and that's what has me excited about that, among many other things. 
So we're just going to keep going through, you know, many different topics here. Very bullish on Lightning. But before we get into Lightning, and I do plan on having somebody on to talk about ordinals uh, because I'm still kind of in the rough about it, is, is this article that I saw where ordinals, the argument that ordinals have basically increased security and will continue to increase security on the network. So this person here put ordinals have, uh, and this is about a week old, so don't don't take this for grain of, grain of salt, 2x taproot adoption from 4 to 9%. And 2x average block size from 1.5 to 3 megabytes. So let me try to break that down here. So if Taproot was supposed to be, among all its many other benefits, a way to increase security, uh, increase security on the blockchain, then going from adoption to four to about to about four to nine percent is a huge jump. And being able to have more secure Bitcoin transactions, more adopting for Taproot, which has been pretty stagnant up to this point since it was launched, uh, I don't know, about a year ago, maybe, uh, something like that, maybe a few years ago. So to go from four to nine, since ordinals have become a thing, that's a big, you know, that's security of the addresses on the network, which is one of the benefits of Taproot. 2x average block size from 1.5 to 3 megabytes. Let's play this one out for a second here. So that's important for the long run. For the short run, you may see that the mempool has been completely wrecked lately. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly for ordinals, but one would lead me to believe that adding ordinals, which are, for those that don't know, and I'm still learning, a variation of NFTs on the blockchain. So there's an inscriptions and then there's ordinals and there's this you know, whole, but the TLDR for this point is NFTs on the blockchain. So, you know, that's naturally going to increase with more on main chain activity, unless it gets moved up to the lightning layer. Um, which is going to cause more congestion, more fees if you want to get your transactions in. So today, if you're trying to do a basic on-chain transaction, you're pissed off that there's 84 blocks on the mempool. But remember, the whole reason that this blockchain is secured is because of the miners and the hashing power that secure it, that are willing participants, volunteers to secure and provide that hashing to secure the network. So right now, 6.15, I believe, uh, is, is the, uh, um, the Coinbase, the, the prize transaction for finding a block. So right now, you would think the intention, the intention or the incentive for um, fees, the reward that comes you know, from the fees from the transactions, is probably not as important as getting the block reward, the block subsidy. Sure, but in the long run, as that subsidy starts to come down, how are we going to incentivize miners to continue to contribute their hash if they're not getting six Bitcoin, you know, uh, in a few years, three Bitcoin, one point, right? What is the incentive there? And it's going to have to be transaction fees. People are not going to mine and secure the network, in my opinion, if there's no incentive to do so, or maybe not as aggressively as they are now. But if they're not as aggressive, the network gets basically less hash power and becomes a theorem, <laughs> becomes an easy, uh, you know, hackable chain because of the, the hash being less. So... I don't know enough about this to basically put, uh, you know, set my anchor in one position, but I can see in those two examples, uh, taproot adoption going up and basically being able to incentivize miners to stick around for more than just a subsidy in the long run. I think it's a really, really big win. So when I first started talking about it and you could check out the Tyler episodes or nodes and learning, it was more like, well, do I really want the Michael Jordan rookie card on the blockchain? Blah, blah, blah. Do I want ownership? I learned that, you know, you can put like ownership on certain sats or certain UTXOs, which is once again, all this stuff to me sounded doofusy. It was like, why the fuck would I want to do that? But 
the other side of that, right? Because there's always a reason for something that doesn't necessarily need to align with you. Being able to secure this network more and being able to guarantee its security into the long run for niche businesses or niche, you know, Bitcoiners that like to put stuff on the blockchain, I can see the benefit in that, right? Like we, the reason we want to tap rules for security, but if nobody adopts it, then that security basically ceases to exist. So you need more adoption to that. This may be a way to do that. Right. Uh, This fees uh, conversation, you need to be able to, you know, once again, incentivize miners to be able to keep mining transactions and keeping the network safe in the long run. Right. This could be an early implementation of that. So I say that to say before I jump into lightning, because lightning is literally transforming everything. Ordinals may not be such a bad thing. And maybe I just need to be more versed on this. Maybe somebody needs to school me on this. Maybe I'm not really understanding it much, but. Security is primary to everything in Bitcoin. Without the security, you lose the trust. And without the trust, you lose the point of doing this or or having this type of currency. So that's very going to be very interesting to keep our eye on and keep going on here in the future. Uh, but I'm going to move into Lightning because Lightning is extremely, extremely heavy right now. Um, let's just go right into it. Lightning is now everywhere. So Strike launches uh, ascending API business. So this is basically an API for businesses to be able to plug in and they've highlighted it, they've highlighted it and how it can work. And it's basically, you can use it to generate lightning networks for payments. Now we're starting to move into a mass adoption level, right? You think about like El Salvador wallets and you think about Ibex and you think about Ocean, you think about these small merchants that have been working to basically turn you know, uh, um, commerce payment into a Bitcoin thing, right? Being able to do that easily. And and so the farmers can do it. So the, you know, the, the, the small time business owner can do it. But there hasn't really been a solution that's broad. That's like strike. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, um, cash app. That's block. That's, you know, every, every square reader or every square terminal, right? But now we continue to hear some things about that. So we've heard Jack say, that Square would have Lightning Bitcoin payments inevitably. Uh, I just said I talked about Ibex. I just talked about Oshi. I talked to Evan from Zeus a few weeks ago on the pod, and he's starting to build a way for this to be completely easy. Lightning is starting to become the most easiest and and um, straightforward way to be able to transact value instantaneously over the internet, right? And most of us know that that listen to this show, but I want to like sum that up for the new listeners or for the people that don't know. This once not so long ago payment called Lightning that was instantaneous has come from failing 70% of the time if you were running your own node to now literally being at the tip of the mouth or the tip of the product of every single big giant merchant in the space. And, you know, places like, you know, uh, uh, Wolf in the Skies, right, uh, from Nidig, uh, um, uh, the the LDK kit and those developers, Strike launching the API, um, even places like Pleb Labs, right, where developers are now going and giving their best ideas to be able to do value for value payments through Lightning Network. And now you have NIP57 on Noster. Honestly, I've been behind on Noster. I do have an account. Um, you can go check me out over there. I'm just... So damn busy for social media, period, that I haven't got on Noster. But just like I understood, uh, and this is kind of jumping from Lightning to Noster, but you'll see where I tie this in together. I understood um, value for value podcasting immediately. Censorship resistant media where people can pay me for my media without uh, a middle person and and for my thoughts and for whatever it is that they want to support for uh, down to micro pennies, right? 
was fascinating to me in a world where now you still have people talking about YouTube censored me, Twitter censored. That word is still a thing and actually becoming more and more prominent as we start seeing like the Twitter files and all that stuff. So I understand Nostra just like I understood value for value payments. And now to step it up even higher, right? Now you introduce NIP 57, which is basically zaps, which is basically instantaneous lightning request and transactions on a censorship resistant um, social media network. This is the stuff that the big dogs told you that they couldn't do or that they wouldn't do or that they don't want to do. This is that type of stuff right there. This is incredible uh, uh, that that they were trying to hold you, like Google couldn't figure this out or couldn't do this. Um, we've been asking Elon, uh, and even before Elon, how do we get micropayment? The best we got was a connection through an API to something else, a fiat way of doing it. And now in a small amount of time, back to the beginning of this episode where I was telling you that things are just moving way too fast. In the beginning amount of time, we now have a small group of people that have not only developed a really good prototype and a really good uh, candidate for a decentralized social media platform and Noster, and then they've won up that and said, hey, remember those guys promised you that they can only do this if you KYC through uh, Plaid and you, you connect the strike and you do other... Now they've integrated it in a way that's censorship resistance for you to be able to get paid. So the way that I thrive on talking in bits and being able to have the value that the listener streams to me, now I can be a social media influencer and drop bars on a decentralized social media, right? Which means that they can't block my account. They can't knock my, my account down. And I can still get value for that. So not only can they not block me and block the money, but they can't block the payment railways. I have to just take a pause on that. That is absolutely amazing. And they've told you that they couldn't do it for so long. Now, we all know, or most of us know that they can do it. They just refuse to do it because they'd rather not have you have... You're the product. Why give you... They have to take something from you. They have to take the data from you. They have to take something, the payment and the, 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 the fee... In between, they got to do something because if not, they cease to exist, right? So all this decentralized stuff from Valley for Valley all the way up to Noster and NIP57, what's happening here is moving really fast and it's moving towards the direction of instantaneous settlement without identification, right? Lightning, as of maybe even a year and a half ago, was still pretty damn near tough to get really good at or or to, to manage very well. I had people that are full, that I know that are full-blown professionals in lightning that said the management is not even worth the time i'm stepping away from it that's wild and now here we are talking about strike it is about to launch this um breeze uh lightning as a service is just launching from breeze uh joint market just got an update that has nothing to do with lightning but i love joint market joint market is really fucking dope uh, for coin joining and doing the original uh, original implementation of a coin join uh the ui is amazing but uh yeah it blue wallet is the only one that doesn't seem to be based and they're getting rid of their lightning implementation for good. Now I've only used blue wallet as a, you know, a self, uh, self custody on chain wallet. So I've never actually needed to care about the lightning implementation, but they're the only ones that obviously don't seem to understand that lightning will, you know, get out be you basically lightning will turn your app from just a basic app to a way for people to accrue value on it instantaneously. And something, you know, uh, Valley for Valley Boost is a good example of that. Noster uh, Zaps are a good, a good example of that. Uh, anything that allows me to say, hey, man, what he just said was really cool. Here's five to 10 sets. That is really huge, in my opinion. And Lightning just seems to not be slowing down. And, and I 
It's so bullish. You can't, you have to be bullish because most of the arguments on Bitcoin for so long were always about this, about scaling, about practicality, about how you can use it every day. And companies continue to pop up and companies continue to innovate and refine the way that you can use this type of trustless instant settlement to be able to conduct business and solve a lot of problems from the business end's perspective to the uh, customer perspective, right? Being able to give their give them a better experience while changing your infrastructure and the background experience all massive stuff to keep an eye on here all right and then moving on and i know we were on lightning this whole time but you know i i did have to bring this up just because a few episodes ago a few solo rips ago i was talking about how bullish i am on the us and bitcoin and that's starting to be more of a common thing but maybe uh, a rarity of a thing but i found this article from block as we know block uh used to be square uh, they're going to build hardware wallets um, uh, here in Austin, Texas. So Block, formerly Square, is going to build hardware wallets manufactured by Flextronics, I believe. Let me just look at this article really quick. Yep, Flextronics here, and they're going to build them in Austin, Texas. And Austin, I keep saying Texas is going to be the mecca of Bitcoin. It has already alluded itself to be, and now you have production of a U.S.-based product for U.S.-based citizens that's actually a secure of legacarial wealth. I guess I was trying to find a better way to say that, but like hardware wallets, as we all know them, are the keys, are the signature that allows us to move along around this network uh, in a censorship resistant fashion. So I'm very excited for this. Um, I'm very excited for Austin and the job opportunities this is going to bring, the Bitcoin exposure that this is going to bring, um, the stability of having manufacturing in the US. I'm, I'm excited about this news for a lot more reasons than just that it's Bitcoin related. Um, but when, you know, uh, blocks keeps doing stuff like this, uh, talk about mining machines, talking about flipping the switch on every square terminal or block terminal and having Bitcoin lightning payments. We're talking about a gradually then suddenly situation where the question is going to go through to why do I need to spend or why should I spend Bitcoin to why am I not spending Bitcoin and why am I not receiving Bitcoin? Uh, because that's what it was when you know, Square introduced a little uh, credit card reader. I mean, right, small businesses needed to have this whole integrated system where they basically needed to swipe their card reader. Uh, I mean, where they need basically need a support, sorry, to be able to accept credit cards and Visa took money and all this. And then Square came along with this little thing that you plugged into your auxiliary port on your cell phone and said, nah, fam, go ahead and take a transaction. It's all good. We're here to support you. We only need these numbers on here. Right? And then small businesses took off. Small uh, a business entrepreneurship took off. I don't know the numbers, but it did. To this day, you can get anything done by anybody as a service and pay through Cash App, right? And, and that's pretty incredible. So imagine that same thing happening, but now here with Lightning and now Bitcoin. And now with what the Cash App can do, they've already built that with LDK. Jesus, if you're not bullish, you're not paying attention. It's pretty plain and simple. Uh, I saw this uh, uh, report a few weeks ago and I didn't know uh, what was going on, uh, uh, what it is, and I still don't know. Maybe I should have went to the event with Max and Stacy, but Austin is the second embassy for El Salvador. Let's just wait out and see what the hell that means. But I just want to keep dumping on bullishness is, is my, my whole objective here to finish off this solo rip. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Lightning, lightning, lightning. Check out Noster. Check out sending zaps to your friends. Just try this stuff out so you can get us hooked with it as we get hooked with it. It's very important to do that. Um, but Noster, Zaps, Lightning will get us to the promised line. 
I appreciate y'all as always. Go check out all that stuff. Make sure you have no single points of failures. That's the point of trying all this stuff. We talked. I talked to Tyler about it. Make sure you have more than one skill that you can make money on. Make sure you have more than one health practice, mindfulness practice, uh, uh, more one, uh, more than one resource for your food. Make sure you have no single points of failure and continue to move on forward. Until next week, you know where to find us. Fountain, you know, anywhere else that 2.0 is supported. Legacy outlets. But damn, do we got to get off of those legacy outlets. Either way, y'all, I've rambled for long enough. Appreciate y'all. Check out the main chain episodes. Until next week. Later.